You may be seated. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked because they were afraid. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then after showing them the holes in his hands and in his side, Jesus does this very strange thing. He breathes on them. Seriously, y'all, this is an odd thing for a grown man to do on a group of people. Like a kid at a birthday party trying to blow out candles on a cake, Jesus goes and breathes on them. And then to clarify things with his next breath, Jesus says to the disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. Because by receiving the Holy Spirit, you will have the capacity to bring forgiveness to a broken people. Jesus tells his friends that by receiving the Holy Spirit, they will have this incredible power to bring healing and peace to the world. Now, I wish that Jesus had followed that up by letting them know that even with the Holy Spirit, even with God on their sides, changing the world really isn't that easy. It's the benefit of hindsight and historical records that tell us just how hard it is to share a message of peace and forgiveness. Those disciples that Jesus breathed upon, well, for the sake of children in the room, let's just say they had a really rough go at it. Living with the power of the Holy Spirit within them, it was hard, and for some, it was downright deadly. They weren't received well by society because their message was simply too radical and too countercultural. The disciples had a hard time making friends because they were doing an odd and strange thing. They were sharing this message about a God who loves us so much that that God became human willingly suffered a gruesome death, and then had the power and audacity to come back to life again and call people to a new life of freedom, justice, and peace. For the people surrounding the disciples, talking about God in that way, suggesting that Jesus was more than a mere man and instead a liberator. Well, friends, that concept... That concept that Jesus was more than a mere man but a liberator, that was even weirder than a grown man breathing on a group of his friends. And my siblings in Christ, I have some news for you this day. We too are invited, and indeed we are called, to do a strange thing. That message from the disciples... That message of a freedom-giving, justice-making, and peace-loving God. That message is the same message that we as followers of Christ are also called to share. And the thing about this is that even 2,000 years later, that message remains just as radical and countercultural as it was when Jesus first shared the Holy Spirit with his followers. Our message 
of the justice, loving, peacemaking, and liberating God sounds strange because we live in a world that has become accustomed to violence and suffering as a part of life. Tim talked about this in his Good Friday sermon, the movies that we love, the shows that we binge, the video games that we play, all too often revel in violence and oppression instead of peace and freedom. Our public school systems continue to advantage the children of white and wealthy people while ever expanding the educational gap between children of color and their white peers. But friends, we've grown accustomed to this injustice. We've gotten comfortable with the hundreds of years of gender inequality. It's normal in this society for boys to be boys, for women to make less than men, and for non-gender conforming people to be left without a seat at the table at all. And we've grown accustomed to that injustice. People living under bridges and on church stoops, children sleeping in cars and college students breaking into abandoned buildings in order to find shelter. We drive by people like this every day. And my friends, we've grown accustomed to this injustice. My friends, as a society at large, we've grown accustomed to war and not peace, to oppression and not liberation, to revenge and never justice. So when God invites us to share a message of liberation and peace, when the Holy Spirit burns within us a message of love and justice, it sounds so strange. As we commemorate the 50th anniversary of St. Martin Luther King's martyrdom, I turn to his words for guidance. In a speech at Western Michigan University, Dr. King invited people of goodwill to grow unaccustomed to the evil in society and instead become maladjusted. Speaking of himself, he said, and I quote, I say very honestly that I never intend to become adjusted to segregation and discrimination. I never intend to become adjusted to religious bigotry. I never intend to adjust myself to economic conditions that take necessities from the many to give luxuries to the few. I never intend to adjust myself to the madness of militarism, to self-defeating effects of physical violence. My friends, this is the invitation. This is what it means to be a follower of Christ. We are called to be maladjusted in a world that gorges itself on violence, bigotry, and discrimination. We are called to make peace and justice the customs of our communities. And friends, as we participate in the creation of God's beloved community, we are called to make love and freedom our bedrock. Now I know, I know this sounds like incredibly difficult work, and that's because it is. But just like the disciples, Jesus has breathed the Holy Spirit upon us too. So we do this work not by ourselves, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Friends, I'll end with this story. The Hebrew scriptures contain a fantastic story about a man named Ezekiel. In a time of great despair, when the young were dying or already dead, there were victims of war and neglect, and his people roamed without a home. Everywhere he looked, there was so much desolation, violence, and suffering. Ezekiel saw so much despair that the only metaphor apt to describe what he saw was to say that he stood among a valley of dry bones. And as he stood there, the voice of God spoke out and said, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Perhaps a bit tongue-in-cheek, Ezekiel retorted, maybe, Lord, only you know. So then God told Ezekiel to start talking. Start telling the truth. Start telling the people that there is a new way to be in the world. Start prophesying to the people that despite how challenging and difficult it may seem, there is hope. And so the great prophet, he spoke to the victims of war and oppression, and he called out to the rulers and people in power. And as Ezekiel spoke out about the possibility of a new world, where children no longer hungered and refugees had safe harbor as he spoke about the impossible, a place where people study war no more. The earth began to tremble and quake as desolation and despair gave way to new life. And that's not all, my friends. Then Ezekiel summoned the four winds. And the Spirit of God breathed life into those desolate places, like gray clouds moving away to be replaced with clear blue skies. The Spirit of God moved and created a new world. My siblings in Christ, God does miraculous things through the breath of life that abides in each of us. It is the breath of God that inspired Martin Luther King Jr. to lead the Poor People's Campaign, to stand on the steps of Lincoln Memorial and to tell the truth about the possibilities of new world. It was that same breath of the Holy Spirit that gave rectors at All Saints the courage to open up this pulpit to people of color and women and members of the LGBTQ community when others said that was not the right thing to do. And it was that same breath of God, that same breath of God that inspired the creation of our refugee ministries and covenant community of Mac and Threads and so many other ministries that we support. And friends, that same breath of Jesus, that same breath that Christ breathed upon his disciples is the same breath that lives in you and me today. That same spirit inspires each of us. So my friends, Powered by the Holy Spirit, let us go into the world and proclaim a message of love and freedom, a message of peace for all of God's children. Amen.